1: Everything gets better, even through the troubled times. Everything gets better. All you have to do is smile. Everything gets better. Have you ever tried to figure out how to make a thing better? And if you have, and you're like me. Uh, You get frustrated. So what do you do in the midst of the frustration? I don't know about you, but sometimes I grunt "Ah!" or sometimes I take a deep breath. "Ah!" And then there's other times that I just go, what in the world? And I ask myself a question. I hold myself accountable. I call it self-accountability. A lot of us don't want to talk to ourselves because there are so many stereotypes with it. But let me tell you what I know for sure. People like David in the Bible talk to themselves. And let me tell you how I know. It says David encouraged himself in the Lord. See, when you're a Christian and you talk to yourself, you're not just talking to yourself. Did you catch that, Christians? For the Christians that are listening, you know what I mean. But what about the people that are not Christians, Lorraine? They don't know what I mean. Because you have to know the Spirit. Like, know the Spirit, not know about the Spirit. Aha, there's a difference. So when you're giving care to other people, you can't just know about the Spirit and then just expect the Spirit to come through for you. Wait, what? Okay, let me slow down. I'm a caregiver, and this show is called Carrying the Burden. The revelation I had is that all Christians by default are caregivers, and we are to carry one another's burdens. However, unfortunately, caregivers, we don't get. the exchange yeah the bible says carry one another's burdens we don't get that exchange what do we get instead a lot of burdens a lot of dead weight like I told my mom even though she weighs like 150 pounds like my physical therapist told me you're not Hulk Hogan I said I'm not and so he was like no that's dead weight anytime you're transferring someone's body from one place to another he went on into the details and I said oh I get it That's why I'm having that back pain. Aha. And he went on to teach me that it's about core strength. Now, for those of you that don't have to move people around, you've never had to transfer anyone, any dead weight. Hey, maybe out there in your life prior to your Christianity, you had to get your friend that had passed out into the car. Hey, hey, I'm not judging you, but that's real talk. And on carrying the burden, we talk about the things that are real, real life care, Because you don't know when you will be a caregiver. Sometimes it's temporary. Have you thought about that? Some people don't. And then when the time comes, they're in what I call the panic frantic. What is that? Well, for the Christians, they act like they don't know Jesus. Remember a few minutes ago? Some people know about Jesus and then some people know Jesus. So many of us know about a lot of celebrities. That does not mean that we know them. So in other words, this is my definition. If I call that celebrity right now, do they know me? Do we have a relationship? Oh, yeah. Christians, are you catching that? Will they know me by name? Whoa, that's kind of heavy. And if you are wondering if the Lord knows you by name, well, why not make it absolute that he does know you by name? Introduce yourself. Get reacquainted. Start a relationship. How do you do that? Uh, it sounds like you're talking to yourself, but you're really not. Because if you get salvation, by default, you get what I call the spirit complementary of the Lord. Because we believe in the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And they are one. So when you receive salvation, which is free, it's a gift. Receive it. It's kind of like when you go in the department stores and they're like free gift. Oh, there's a contingency with the purchase of well, our salvation has a contingency too. you have to one believe and then you have to accept it. Uh, You don't have to accept the salvation now. You have options. I always tell people this isn't something that's imposed. I know your parents made it feel that way when they took you to church and you didn't want to go and you were kicking and screaming on the inside and you even tried to manipulate your way out of it, but you still had to go. No, I know. Times have changed. Church is almost optional these days as far as going to the building because we can look at it online. Meaning, yes, on our computers, we can listen to podcasts like mine, and we can watch it on TV still. Yeah, TV still exists. So when you are not a Christian, how do you get this relationship again? Well, read the Bible. That's what I always say. And if you don't want to read it, put the audio Bible on. We have so many options to support our relationship. Now, I don't know about you, but friends that don't call me, but they say they're my friends and I don't hear from them for years That's kind of sketchy for me. So sometimes it makes me wonder, how does the Lord feel? Well, what I've learned is he does not hold it over my head when I don't keep in touch. Whoa. I don't know about you, but I'm a little judgmental. I know it's wrong. Matthew 7 and 1, I've read it, when people call me out of the blue and they talk to me as though we've been talking all along consistently, and they pick up as though we are... Buddies, pals, friends, like everything's fine. And yeah, maybe seven years ago, things were fine, but now I'm suspicious. Why are you calling me? The best part is the Lord isn't like that. When you call him, the Bible says he's near. So just call him, try it, say Jesus, and then talk, (coughs) talk out of your soul. I call it the solar system. Did you catch that? S-O-U-L-A-R, the solar system, out of your insides, Talk to the Lord about what's going on. Because a lot of times people are thrown into panic frantics out of fear. And we've talked about that here on carrying the burden. And no, not carrying. I always correct everyone. Every time I say it, they go, oh, carrying the burden. I said, hey, I'm a Christian. I'm supposed to cast my cares to the Lord. Yeah, First Peter 5, 7, read it. It's a great experience, but most of us actually do carry our burdens and shame on us. The objective in life is to give your cares to the Lord because he does care for you. Even if you don't have a relationship, that's how you can start one. Sure. Say, hey, I'm sick of this. Take all this. And he goes, okay, cool. It's that simple. But keep talking to him and then let him talk to you. Well, how does he talk to you? I've had people me. I don't hear God the way you always say you hear from the Lord. Um, I read the Bible. (laughs) An old lady taught me that in Sunday school when I was a kid, and I get it now. She said, if you want to hear from the Lord, if you need advice from the Lord, read your Bible. I said, oh, well, that's what I do. And I read it a lot. And I hear it a lot. I put on preachers. I listen to not the spoken, spoken word of God straight from that Holy Bible, 66 books. Yes, and and it helps me. And I hear from the Lord and I get what I need. One of the things I needed recently was some strength and some direction with caring for my mother. She's getting older, she's having new symptoms, she's having new problems, and I can't stop those from coming on. Why? Because they're age-related symptoms. So what are age-related symptoms? Okay, don't laugh if you're like, 38 and you have this already, but yes, memory loss. (laughs) What, What did I do with my, I just had them. That's where it begins. See, my mom is 80. So now multiply that a little bit and yeah, do some math, add some numbers. And now my mom, not only does she forget, but then she's challenged by right brain damage of 70%. So she has this thing called left side neglect. She doesn't mean to overlook the fact that her cup is sitting right there on her TV tray, right in front of her, but she doesn't see it. And she's looking to her right because her brain now is damaged permanently and it causes her to overlooks to the left. Have you had to have compassion on anybody lately for their insufficiency? My mom has brain damage, but now she's acquiring other symptoms. Sometimes the people in your life, Maybe your coworkers, maybe your cousin. Hey, maybe it's your mother-in-law. Maybe the next door neighbor. They're acquiring symptoms that you can't see or identify, yet those symptoms are affecting you. So what are you supposed to do? Panic? What if someone passes out right in front of you? Do you know what to do? What's the first thing you're going to do? Let's take a deep breath first. I know I say, Jesus, it works. Have you ever been in that situation where You didn't know what to do. Recently, my mother was choking as though unto death. And the first thing that came to mind was the Heimlich maneuver. I learned it. And if you need certification, it's out there in your county, in your city, even at some of the local nonprofits. But for me, I heard the Lord say, pat her heavily on the chest and the back. And I thought that was interesting, but I obeyed God. Because I can hear his voice. I recognize his voice. We have a relationship. So I said, okay. All of that within two seconds, yes. And so I began to do just what I heard the Lord say. Beat the front of her chest and hit her back. And I was also taught by a nurse for her to raise her right arm. Because she can't use the left arm. To elevate her arm totally up to the sky. But when someone is in a panic They're focused on what's causing the panic, and the choking was causing the panic for my mom. She already has the challenge that works kind of against her of right brain damage by 70%. She's choking. All she knows is I'm choking. I can barely breathe. So for those of you out there, whether you are a caregiver full-time or not, it could happen to anyone. Someone even standing next to you in the grocery store, sure, they can start choking. What do you do? I pray first. Like I said, I say, Jesus, that's a prayer. Absolutely. So in the meantime, after I called on the Lord, he told me what to do, pat my mom on the chest, on the back. Then what happened, Lorraine? Well, I told her, cough, cough. And she was coughing already, right? Right. But I encouraged her to cough more. Again, information I had already been taught. As long as the patient is breathing You have hope. It's when they can't breathe. And I thought about that in that moment, about life in general. So many people have spiritual situations going on and they can't seem to catch their breath. That's what choking is for, to allow you to clear the passage that is causing you to not be able to breathe. Have you thought about your own life today and what is causing you not to breathe spiritually? Hmm, okay. So we're taking it from the physical to the spiritual because I wanted you to see the situation. But that very same choking situation, praise God, my mother did resolve it by way of God's grace, a lot of patting on the back and the chest, and then a lot of sips of water after that. We're so thankful for our nurse, and hopefully we'll get some of those experts on To help us with real life situations. But for me as a caregiver, it's always spiritual. But the Bible says natural then spiritual. Uh Uh-huh. And that's exactly what I saw in that moment. In my spiritual life, I have things that cause me to choke. Remember, God is a spirit. Yeah, I know the scripture. He's a spirit and we must worship him in spirit and in truth. You need to study that. In the meantime, we're sticking with God as a spirit. And let's stop right there. So what does that mean? So for the moment, there are two things you need to understand about God being a spirit. The first thing you need to understand is that you're a spirit. We've talked about that here on carrying the burden. Because like I tell anyone, if there is no care for the caregiver, this is a caregiver's mantra. It's out there for all of us. There is no care. And I tell people that all the time. They ask, how's your mom? I say, well, let's start with me first, depending on who it is. Everybody can't handle that direct clapback. Hey, it's what it is. Some people are a little more sensitive. Others mean well. They're being polite. It's just a gesture. So I know who, you know, when and who not to. You have to use discernment. So for those that I can tease, I say, yeah, you know, if there's no care for the caregiver, Marion gets no care, and we laugh jokingly, but it's still the truth. At the end of the day, if I pass out from choking, my mom is not going to have care in that moment. So then what happens to her? It's the same for us spiritually. If I spiritually am choking because I have something inhibiting my breath, think about that for a moment in your spiritual life. What's inhibiting you from breathing fully, easily, freely of obstruction? You have to decide. What is it? Recognize it. For my mom, it was the beans. The beans, yes. With dinner, yes. She loves beans. All kinds of beans. But that night was chili beans. Yeah, pinto beans. You mix it, the sauce, and the pot and simmer. Chili beans. And what we're discovering is that as my mom is aging, her swallowing is becoming, it happens. It's life. That's with aging. But what about spiritually? How does that work? Well, you would think with aging, spiritually, we'd get stronger, right? Well, there's a contingency. What is that? The contingency is that you have to continue to strengthen your spirit. That's the issue with my mom. She can't strengthen the muscles in her throat anymore as she ages. They just get weaker. It happens to all of us. For some people, their muscles in their throat are a little stronger. But my mom had a stroke, which affects muscles in our body. The ones we can see when we flex those arm muscles. And then the ones that we cannot see that are internal, yes, they're affected too. And I had to take that into consideration. That's what caused me to think about the spirit. I can't see my mom's throat muscles on the inside. And it made me think about how from the outside, I can't see that. It wasn't even a thought. And then it made me think about how our spiritual muscles can be weak. My mom can't strengthen Her throat muscles necessarily, yes. She's seeing a a speech therapist, and we're working on some things. But naturally speaking, it's not like going into a gym to work out your throat necessarily. So what about us that are spiritual? I told you we're spirits. If I collapse right now, my body's there, but where did my spirit go? That's the mystery for many people. That's what grieves us and hurts and causes us to mourn when we lose someone to death. Death is separation. And when someone dies, their spirit separates from their body. Now, that's my Christian principle, my Christian belief. If you want to challenge that, please email me, connect at lorrainecarol.com You can go right online, look at that podcast, Carrying the Burden. Find my email address. It's right there. Email me if you have a question or a challenge to what I just said. If you've never found anyone dead, you might not be able to relate, but I found my grandfather dead. And it was at that moment that I had to realize he's here physically, but he's not alive. It's our spirit that makes us alive. We have life because of our spirit. The numa. Yeah, that very word pneumonia, something that older people get. Yeah, sometimes children too. Others are affected. But Pneuma has to do with breath. So when someone's breath is inhibited, it can cause death. Is your spirit inhibited right now? Because the, the spiritual part of you is breathing from the breath that God provides. You can take it or leave it. I've presented it to you. I have the scriptures that cause me to believe that. I was reading in the Bible over the weekend how some people, they just believed. And then others didn't. And what I was reading about were the people that we don't really hear that much about that actually believed that Jesus was the Messiah. Why? Because they weren't following him. So check it out in your Bible. You can read it in Matthew. Sometimes we need, even at this time of year, going into the spooky season, October, have you seen all the paraphernalia and the decorations? Yeah, Christians, that's not for you. That's another show. You can email me, connect at lorrainecarroll.com So we have to believe by faith. And there were people in the Bible that actually believed after they killed Jesus. Yes. Did you hear what I said? Murder? Yes. Who wants to be liable for that? But some people were just doing their job. Wait a minute. Now, what does this have to do with anything Because I told you, you have to believe that God is a spirit first and that the spirit you have in your body actually comes from God, his breath. And at any moment, you could die. Nobody wants to hear that, Lorraine. That's kind of like somber. But it's so funny how it's easy to talk about dying and horror and murder in October, right? Yeah. So as we come upon that, think about not just the creepy and the spooky, but Turn it on a Christian flip and think about the tombs that were opened, the Bible says. And many bodies of the saints, God's people, yeah, who had fallen asleep death were raised to life. Can you imagine? This is in your Bible. Yeah, Matthew 27, read it. And they were coming out of the tombs after what? His resurrection. Whose resurrection? Jesus. Yeah, it's right there in the Bible. And a lot of people don't know why, because they don't really read the Bible, pretty much. Because remember, Jesus cried out with this loud, agonizing voice, and he gave up his spirit. Now, when you go into subtext, subtext are the parts that break down things that we don't always understand. It helps us like in Bible studies in school. He gave up his spirit, meaning it was his choice. He decided, voluntarily, sovereignly decided to dismiss and release his spirit from his body, in submission to his father's plan, his father being God. And the Bible says, and at once the veil, meaning the holy of the holies, I'm sure you've heard of that, in the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks were split apart. Wow, that sounds a little creepy to me. I don't know about you, but if I was one of those people back in the day, sitting up there in the temple and There was an earthquake and then the veil tore, meaning the place where we were to get to God. It it went away and now God was just available. And there was no like division between me and my access to God. Yeah. That's what that represents. Wow. We're talking about October here starting what tomorrow? Yeah. October. Now the centurion. Remember I told you everybody wasn't necessarily a follower of Jesus. This is the centurion and those who were with him, being guard over Jesus, when they saw the earthquake and the things that were happening, they were terribly frightened. Yes, that's in your Bible. Try the Amplified version. It might help you out. And filled with awe, like I told you. In other words, they were creeped out. And they said, truly, this was the Son of God. Now, we're talking about the people who were watching the tomb, the centurions, the guards. They were like the military, making sure... That no one would come and try to steal the body out of the tomb. Because remember, Joseph got the tomb, not his father. Read your Bible, you'll get it. In the meantime, there were a lot of women looking off from the distance. And they saw it too. So in other words, there were witnesses to the guys that were creeped out. Those witnesses, the Bible. Among those witnesses, Mary Magdalene, uh uh-huh. And Mary, the mother of James and Joseph. See, a lot of those Marys and James, Joseph, Johns, Make sure you know who's who in the Bible. Just read it, Matthew 26. The whole point of that is to remind us of how our spirit is in a body. The Lord's spirit was in his body, but he died on the cross, sacrificed, His, gave it up so that we could breathe life. When we're in a panic, frantic, we don't have to be afraid. We can just say, Jesus, immediately, his spirit comes in, raises up our dead situation, brings us peace, calm, joy, even some happiness, those are emotions. But nonetheless, that's what the Lord brings to the good things in life. What about you today? Have you been breathing in the Lord? Try it. Take a deep breath in the natural and remind yourself, I'm also breathing in the spirit of the living God. Because Jesus died on the cross, but you just heard he creeped some people out. So if the people that were guarding his body were creeped out, can you imagine what those people that'll be like all in October during the spooky season? might feel like if you tell them this story and then tell them how that same spirit brings you life, you hope, gives you another chance to be what? Resurrected. Because all of us that are Christians and saved, we're saved from what? We're saved from the doom of hell. So, wow, that's another story. That's another show. What does that have to do with caregiving, Lorraine? I just, I never understand. You listen, you'll understand if you care. See, people that don't share care, they don't sacrifice. If you listen to everything I've said today, everything requires a sacrifice in life, no matter what you do. You have to give up something. Jesus gave up the ghost, is what they say in some Bibles. Jesus gave up his spirit, ghost, spirit, all the same. In your case, you have a spirit causing you. What are you giving up today for your life? Are you caring about someone else's needs? Are you caring about maybe the people you work with, your next door neighbors, your cousins? Have you called them in a while? Are you working on those relationships? Because you don't know when you might need them. Am I saying have ulterior motives? No, but you have to give in order to share the care today. Find someone to give love to today. Maybe some joy. Joy comes from the Lord. And for us Christians, we know it's our strength. So in the meantime, you listen to me again. Right here on Carrying the Burden, challenge yourself. This week, I am going to share my care. How am I gonna that's something you have to contemplate. You've been listening to Carrying the Burden with me, Lorraine Carroll, right here on KPRZ 1210 AM. Find me on any local podcasting station near you. Yeah, some of my favorite Spotify, Apple music, Is it Apple Music? No, Apple, they have podcasts? Right! You'll figure it out. Just take a look. Take a look at it. You'll find it. If you need to, kprz.com. Local shows, then podcasts. Yeah, Carrying the Burden with me, Lorraine Carroll, right here on KPRZ, 1210 AM.